Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. WQAD Podcast Network. Movers and shakers leading businesses, nonprofits, governments, and schools across the Quad City area, Illinois, and Iowa. How did they get started? What is their story? Their goals? Their advice for the next generation of the girl power movement? And now, here's your host for Wonder Women, News 8's Angie Sharp. Powerful women with powerful positions. This is the Wonder Woman podcast, the show dedicated to showing off the girl bosses in all of our communities. My guest is Kim Meyer. She's the managing partner of Meyer Grain and Livestock Farms, as well as an associate sales representative for Pioneer Brand Seeds. But most importantly, She's a farmer, and she's really, really, really good at doing that. Welcome, Kim. Well, it's nice to be here, Angie. I'm so excited to chat with you, even if it does have to be over the phone and not in person, but how are you doing? I'm doing good. It's a much better day. We've had rain for a couple days here, and the sun's out, and I'm uh, anxious to have the fields dry back out, so this is a perfect morning to chat because I'm not actually out in a tractor cab. (laughs) That's perfect. Yes, you're in a quiet spot, which we appreciate because we have to record, unfortunately, this podcast episode through our phone since we can't be in person during this coronavirus pandemic. And I know we are all doing our part. We're self-isolating at home. Work has totally changed, at least for me. But Kim, as a farmer, life doesn't really stop for you, does it? And it hasn't really changed a whole lot. I see, I guess, when I'm out here, especially at this time of the year when it's spring planting, um, I've seen my parents, I see my dog, see my aunt and uncle that I farm with. Other than that, I really don't see too many people out here, so it's pretty easy to self-isolate when when you're out here farming, especially in spring. Well, and especially, like, your job is still just as important as it was before the pandemic, if not even more important, right? Yeah, because right now we don't have the option to stop. If we don't if we don't get the crops planted, there won't be corn, there won't be soybeans, there won't be, um, you know, for your biofuels and all the different things and food and that 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 agricultural crops and products are used for. Yeah, essential business. That's for sure, right? Right. Um, so let's hear all about your business, all about you and how you became a farmer. I know you were born into it, but just tell me a little bit about your life. I grew up on our family's dairy and livestock farm and cash grain. Um, It was a partnership between my dad, his two brothers, and his sisters when I was a young child, and then my grandparents as well. Um, Growing up, they had, like I said, dairy. We had corn, soybeans, alfalfa. We raised every animal that was born on our farm, so even the male calves were um, raised out as feeder cattle and would become beef. So I grew up with that in my background all the way through, drove my first tractor when actually mom probably wouldn't appreciate when dad probably had me on my first tractor. Um, (laughs) Helping feed calves, you know, as soon as when you were a little kid toddling around the farm, if you could help hold a bottle to feed a calf, you were helping hold a bottle. If you, you know, could help carry a wrench or that in the shop, I loved being out in the shop with my dad and my grandpa. So I grew up in in it um, about five, six years ago. My uncle and his family split off and wanted a a larger dairy and built a dairy just up the road from us. 
and um, we kind of got out of the dairy side of it, but I raised beef, and we have corn, soybeans, wheat, and, and alfalfa still on our farm, and I farm with my dad, his sister, his brother, and my mom and I, and it's just us out here, and kind of everybody has their own little thing. I do a lot of driving and operating equipment. I, like I said, run the planter. You'll probably be in the tractor cab this morning. Um, <laughs> run the combine in the fall. There's nothing really on our farm. If you're here and you're on the farm, you get to do a little bit of everything. <laughs> you get to do a little bit of work, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some of it, and some of it though, you know, it has its payoff. There's those days out in the field that you're out there and the beauty of the nature and um, I've gotten to be known through my friends and family. They kind of enjoy some of the pictures from the field that I share um, with them of sunsets and nature and animals oh, yeah. and that. So there's there's some payoffs to it, too. And this is all located near Freeport, right? Yes, we're just outside of Freeport, Illinois. I grew up, I was, you know, home of the pretzels. I was a pretzel when I was growing <laughs> up. <laughs> yes. For those of our listeners who do not know the Quad City area very well, we love Freeport because their mascot is the pretzels. It is the best mascot around. <laughs> <laughs> so you graduated, obviously, from Freeport High School. Um, and then where did you go to college? What did you major in? What was kind of like your um, track after high school? Um, when I graduated from high school, I kind of originally had thought I kind of wanted to get into genetics and plant, like plant breeding and that. I really enjoyed the seed side of things. Got into my some of my biology and botany classes and decided that wasn't really a fit for me. Um, I'm more of a math kid. I enjoy engineering in that, and I kind of focused on um, agricultural design at UW-Platteville, and I also had the theater bug while I was in high school, and I enjoy <laughs> lighting lighting and sound and all that, and so I did theater as well when I was up there. I came back home and um, didn't quite get my degree up there. I came back home to the farm, took some classes out at Highland Community College. Welding was one of the ones I used quite a bit on the farm. I am kind of Ever since I went that class, Dad kind of laid back off on the welding, so we wanted things to fix. <laughs> so we, you know, we fix our own things. Um, wow. I, I do, I do weld. I've had, you know, my ag classes and math and science and all that. So, kind of more of a focus back to the farm and what I'm doing now. So I use a lot of the classes that I had all the way that, through schooling. I think that's something that people don't realize is that them and things like that really do uh, relate back to farming as well as other industries that we normally associate with STEM, right? Oh, absolutely. You do, you, you know, when you're out here, I guess I gave a speech one time on, you know, the hats of a farmer. You're out here and I have to worry about my agronomy. I have my um, growing plants and, you know, you have to identify the weeds that are out there. I also have animals, so you have a little bit of veterinary science and biology in there as well. So you kind of get to be a little bit of a jack of all trades and have to know a little bit about all of that. But yet you still have those wonderful experts in our field that we can go to and get some help when we need it. We're going to call you a Jill of all trades for the purpose of this podcast. <laughs> I hope that's okay. Or actually, we'll just call you the Kim of all trades. We'll just create a new uh, saying altogether. <laughs> so speaking of which, what's a normal day like in your world? I know it changes based on season you're in. So um, it's almost May. What is a normal day like in spring in your world? A uh, normal day, if it would be, you know, if the crops would be fit, you know, fields would be fit to go out today. I would have um, got up, fed the cattle, first of all. Um, usually at night, I've already filled the stuff up, kind of figure out, fill, have tractors ready to go for the next morning. So um, I will feed the cattle and then kind of check in usually with my dad a little bit 
um, most days, or if I already had the plan in place, I usually head back to my place and hop in whatever we're going to be doing out in the field for the day. Maybe maybe I'm strip tilling and applying anhydrous, which is um, uh, nitrogen um, fertilizer for the corn crop. And uh, we strip till, so we use a lot of GPS and um, technology that way. So I take those same lines and I move them to the planter and I plant the corn plants right on top of exactly where I place that fertilizer. So we're utilizing science in that. So I'll spend my whole day um, out in the tractor. Usually my dad, my aunt, somebody will bring me seed when I need it. Um, otherwise, pretty much mostly tractor cab time at this time of the year. Um, Maybe a day like yesterday when it was rainy and I had broken down with the planter and the planter tech came to help fix some things spent some time in the shop, so you may have a little bit of that here or there. But for the most part in the spring, it's a full go in the field almost all day long. And I'm, an, I'm a night owl, so I'm, I'm kind of known for being out there till 1, 2 o'clock in the morning sometimes. Wow. Well, usually I think of farmers. I think of them being up really early, but you're probably both. <laughs> uh, a little bit. I, I'm, I'm not as much of a morning person, but I have no problem. I, I have no problem seeing the sunrise when I'm still up rather than getting up to see the sunrise most days. So it certainly is not a nine to five job. <laughs> Definitely not. I mean, there's times where it slows down a little bit. At least, uh, I guess when we had the dairy, it didn't slow down as much because you got cows to feed and cows to milk more times, the, you know, more times, multiple times a day that the cows get milk. Um, with having beef cattle, it slows down a little bit more in winter and having cropping that, you know, you just got cattle to take care of and just general farm chores and things in the shop. So it, you get some of those days off or a little more free time in the off season. Yeah. Um, did did you always know that you wanted to go into the family business? I know you were born into it. You were talking about when you were a young age, you were already doing work on your family farm. Did you know that you were going to do this? Or was there part of you, you mentioned, you know, the theater side of you. Was there part of you that wanted to do something totally different? I thought about it a little bit, but the theater thing was kind of my release. There's community theater in Freeport that I got involved with, and I've gotten involved at the high school. So that was kind of my release from the farm it's kind of my other outlet um but in my heart kind of i always enjoyed agriculture um i guess much to the chagrin of my family because i remember plain as day being dropped off at college that first year my freshman year and my dad giving me a hug and telling me that i should get a good education because there's there has to be an easier way to make a living than just being a farmer than the way he you know than the way he grew up with hard you know hard work and building a farm and you know they lived through some some of those tough times of you know high interest rates of the 80s and that so you know I I remember it plain as day my dad telling me that and um I guess I did not take dad's advice and I came back to farm with him so I mean it was (laughs) you you know something I mean I got my education you know got education I I have all that but I I am truly it's just it's just something you know that's in your blood and it's something that you love and 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 I love being here and I love I mean there's frustrating days I won't deny it one bit but I love being in the field I love operating equipment I love being in the shop you know re, you know when we rebuild we've we've um, redone our own tractors uh we do a lot of our own repair work um so we don't call in a lot of techs unless it's beyond what something that we can do ourselves yeah, so your blood, I, sweat, I really and tears are literally exactly, in it. <laughs> exactly. But the theater side is my little release at, at the high school and the community and things that I've done that way. It's been my release. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about um, that. I love hearing that there's kind of these two sides to you. 
<laughs> um, I worked for um, for thirteen years, twelve or thirteen years, as the lighting the lighting technician at a company called Tower Sound. Tower Sound is still in existence. Um, an employee has bought it from the original owner. Um, they do like sound at fairs and festivals and that around the around the area. And they used to have a big concert stage and sound and lighting system. And I traveled everywhere building that lighting roof and that. So um, I would would light different acts such as, you know, so like at the Stevenson County Fair was one of the fairs that we did year after year after year. So it was right here at home. Um, you know, the likes of Blake Shelton and, and Josh Grayson and Trace Adkins and, you know, different and Jason Aldean, different ones like wow. that that came through on there. So I got to see them when they were in their early days, early <laughs> stages before, you know, they really hit before it. Before they got which big, was, yeah. Yeah, which was kind of fun. Um, so it was kind of a little bit best of both worlds. I got to play around and, you know, have fun with stagehands and, and doing some of that. But I also got to um, be on the farm where, where what was my heart and soul. Yeah, best of both worlds. And you did some work for your high school, too, which I thought is really, really cool. Yes, I did. I'm just uh, retired this year from um, Freeport High School. I was there, a combination between everything that I did there for about 15 years or so. Um, And I happened to stop in the Quad Cities. Um, One of our tour stops a a couple years ago was on our way home from Colorado with our performing tour with the show flyer. And happened to see Eric Sorensen there, Woo-hoo! and who's a good friend of mine who put us together. Yeah. And so that was kind of nice that I've been able to see alumni and friends and all that um, on all my trips. And honestly, without that, I probably want to see as much of the world as I have. I've been, you know, oh, Texas, Colorado, South Dakota, all on all on the tour bus with, you know, 35, 40 high school kids. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine the stories. <laughs> Oh, we have a good time. They're like family, and I'm I'm really gonna miss that. But it was time yeah. to time, you know, kind of come time to move on and take a larger role on the farm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when people usually picture a farmer, they usually picture a man. Let's face it, right? Um, oh, do you think that perspective is changing, though? Do you think it's now 2020? Do you think that that's changing? I think a little. Um, I still get into, you know, more urban areas. And then I have I have friends, you know, I, I'm a huge Blackhawks fan, and I have friends that live and work in the city, and I run across people, and when I say I'm a farmer, I get that look. I mean, even out here, it happened, it happened just the other day. I was driving the big four-wheel drive tractor and headed to the field, and there was a man and his wife out walking along the road, and, and I can read lips, and I can mm. read. That's a woman. Wow. <laughs> and, 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 you know, they both were just like, shocked that it was a female driving this big tractor and it you know even out here people are surprised to see it but I think it's happening more and more and more from when I was younger I was definitely one of very few that did it but it's becoming more and more common especially with the technology and the tools that we can utilize that it's not always necessarily the strength there's there's a lot strength and brawn it's you know there's lots of things that can make the job easier and um, there's no reason that a female can't be out here making the decisions and running the equipment that we have today. Right. Well, just like well, like we were talking about STEM, just as we see more and more women go into STEM fields, like engineering and science, biology, doctors, things like that, you see more that are going into farming, too, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's uh, wonderful to see 
um, when I've been out to Highland Community College, I've been to their um, some of their dinners and, and their fundraisers, and I, I kind of keep an eye on their ag department a little bit on their Facebook yeah. page and that. And there's getting to be, you know, when those pictures come, the, it's getting to be more and more farm girls and all that. That, And I think it, you know, maybe – comes from it takes a few generations for people to you know think about the fact that hey my daughter can do this just as well i was lucky that i grew up in a in a equal opportunity household with grandparents like i said my aunt was a full part full partner in the farm when she was younger and grandma grandpa was afraid of heights grandma was the one that climbed the silo and leveled things <laughs> oh, off so interesting. i mean we we grew up like I said, if you could pick up the fork and pitch manure, you pick up the fork and you pitch manure. It didn't matter if you're if you're a boy or a girl on this farm. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that makes me so happy. An equal opportunity household farm. Exactly. That is, cool. that is cool. Okay, now it's time to ask our two most important questions on this podcast. So, Kim, first, what is a Wonder Woman to you? To me, a Wonder Woman would be somebody that finds what they love they do it to their best of, the, of their ability, and they don't let anybody stop them. It's, mm. it's finding finding that place that is you, and it's, and it's truly you and doing what you want. I love that. Finding that place that is truly you. That is so cool. I love that. And, and being able to just show both sides of you, too, because you still have been able to do that. It's, yeah, that's, you know, one of the things is just finding I'm, I've really gotten to be comfortable with with what I'm doing and where I'm at. And I think I, I guess I feel it more. So now I, I don't feel like I have to prove myself all the time over and over mm-hmm. again. I've, I've, you know, been around long enough that, I mean, I still get the crazy girl farmer look, but, um, <laughs> right. and I always will. And I'm fine yeah. with that. And I really, and I've kind of, it used to bother me, but I just, to the point, it was just like, I'm not going to put up with it. And, and I'm comfortable and I'm doing what makes me happy. And that's what it is. Well, yeah. And your actions actions speak for themselves, right? Whether you get those looks or not, you're still the one who's able to drive the tractor. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't get out and call dad and tell him he had to do it the other exactly, day. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, finally, Kim, what's your advice for the next generation of the girl power movement, whether they want to be a farmer, whether they want to, whether they want to go into theater, which I know is another really difficult industry to go into. What is your advice for that next generation? I think it's just believing in yourself, finding and finding a support a support group. You know, for me, I was lucky. My family always enabled and empowered me to that. But I found friends and, and family along the way. I have some really good, really good friends that we go to the shop and they think nothing of the fact that I'm one of the people wrenching on things. And <laughs> finding, you know, finding that support group, whether it's in the theater, whether it's in, I mean, I had that with the with the lighting thing, my boss and his wife and, and my co-employees and all that, everybody, you know, she's the lighting person. Go talk to her. You know, they didn't let somebody defer to them because there was a female doing the job. You need to find those people and don't let people put you down. Don't accept that. But you need to know and just prove it every day. Be the best that you can every single day. And whether they kind of give you that look when you start, when you prove that you can do the job and you're willing to learn and put in the extra time, the hours, it doesn't matter whether you're male, female, black, white, purple, green, it doesn't matter. That's, I guess my opinion is the best person for the job is who the best person for the job is. And I'm, I'm just happy to see that more um, women are finding their true happiness and following even in even in male dominated traditionally male dominated fields yeah preach it girl i love that thank you so much kim thank you for being one of our wonder women oh absolutely it was wonderful talking to you 
So that does it for this month's episode. You can find more information about all of our Wonder Women on WQAD.com. Just click the podcast tab located at the top of our homepage. Ladies out. You have been listening to the WQAD Podcast Network.